Harvey Norman Wampaki, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. Welcome to Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. Well, it's a happy, sunny, Saturday winter, Gippsland, Saturday morning. I think I've completely tongue-tied already. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. It's Ian Doherty here. Saturdays in Gippsland. Thanks to Harvey Norman Wontaggy joining me as he does every Saturday morning. It's Mr. Brad Sinclair. Sinkers, good morning to you. Uh, good morning, Wiz. I love my trip up the Princess Highway to Allen Bank today. Again, where you've got 54 different speed zones and about four kilometres. Oh, well, I'm getting used to it. I suppose I've been living in the region for a couple of years now. But uh, as I said, a uh, lovely winter Saturday morning. Got a bit of blue sky, a bit of grey cloud. Not warm, it's got to be said. And we're outside here at the Allenbank and uh, Allenbank Football and Netball Club. Outside, but right by the little gas heater, Brad. So oh. we should be right here. Bumper crowd in already while the under-18s are underway. Much bigger crowd than it was well, the car park's chockers already, isn't it? Yeah, we were here for the Allenbank Nearham South game, weren't we, earlier in the year? That was a uh, big game, and at that time of the morning there was still a few here but today when I drove in the gate and uh, I did hear that uh, someone else from SEN might have driven in around the same time and forgot his card to get in and said do you know who I am I don't know who that was <laughs> that, that might have been uh, <laughs> a little bloke who's five foot four with no hair but we won't, won't go there hey thanks especially to Harvey Norman one thank your local store for computers and electrical with free click and collect available right now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland. There's plenty been going on, Brad, locally and nationally. Uh, the AFL last night, a double header. There was plenty to look at there. Massive week. We come in on a Saturday morning and there's already three games done and won, Wiz. And uh, the big one on uh, Thursday night, Melbourne might have just said, hey, uh, everyone's forgotten about us. We lose three in a row. We punch on at a restaurant in South Yarra and we don't like each other. But bang! They didn't like uh, Brisbane too much either. So, well, I love the fact they punched on in a French restaurant in South Yarra. Yeah. It's so Melbourne yeah. Football Club, oh, too. Yes. Uh, as opposed to what some of the others might have done. And, of course, the Tigers and the Cats today, uh, which will be a beauty. Can't separate those two in the tips. Can't tell you how that one's going to pan out. I liked uh, the Bulldogs last night. Wiz, I watched both games. 13 goals, unanswered goals. The Bulldogs, they were in trouble early. Oh, they look good. So I actually tipped the Hawks, too, in a little comp that I'm in, and I thought, oh, how clever am I? Well, you got the next one, though. But I won't tip them again. Oh. Yeah, oh, the Eagles were a money to win that. They played well last week and got beat. I totally agree. And it was in Perth. How do you follow Essendon, though? But, but how could you tip Essendon there? But I can't believe so. Have you seen did. the numbers? Essendon should have won that. They had all the ball, mm. all the play, all the inside 50s. I'll, I'm going to name someone, and, and I know a lot of broadcasters don't like doing this. Yeah. Essendon player Caldo, Caldo. Yeah. One of the worst kicks in the game I've ever seen. <laughs> well, there's, there's a turned few. It, he had three on one, a three on one, three Essendon players and an Eagles player, and he put it down the throat of the Eagles. They go down, Kennedy kicks a goal, game done. Well, you gotta, see, that's the thing. You've got to look on the positive side, Brad. That's a skill in itself. <laughs> you've got to say. I used to lead to a few players like that over the years. So so they, um, what they don't have, Essendon, they had all the, the stats. What they don't have are quality like Jack Darling. Uh, and uh, Kelly, who's a bit of a downhill scare at times. But, you know, I think the, the person on the track probably got the job done there. That's the AFL. Hey, by the way, don't forget, you can send us a text and tell us what you're doing on a Saturday morning, what game you're heading off to this afternoon in Gippsland. And number's 0426 307 289. That's 0426 
307 289. Feel free to send us a message. What do you got there, Brad? And it's Jai Caldwell that I speak of for Essendon. Now, he might want to text in. He had 10 <laughs> kicks, five went to the opposition. So what you're doing, you're setting the opposition up. You might as well not get it. Yeah, yeah, no, true enough there. Hey, I've got an apology for you too. I did say last week we had some uh, results coming out of... and because. So this started as a little bit of a uh, just easing the P15 out uh, because we talk about sport in Gippsland and around Australia and, and what life is like on a Saturday morning in Gippsland. We made mention a couple of weeks ago that the National Bocce Championships were on in Mall under the second time in its 50-year history that it's been out of a capital city somewhere mm-hmm. and the first time in the Latrobe Valley, the 50th anniversary of the National Bocce Championships. And uh, we must have talked it up to a point in the Latrobe Valley Express. They had a a uh, full page spread on it during the week with all the results and I forgot to bring it with me. Talk. <laughs> but I can tell you that the Australian teams and the local uh, Latrobe Valley teams did very, very well. Did you just say you talked it up to a point? It's been in every show yes. as the headline act. Well, we can let it for go For six weeks. <laughs> and uh, you, you, you get to the penultimate or the grand final today to give the scores and you forgot the work, the yeah. paperwork. The, the dog ate it, the new little puppy. I feel like at the Richmond of the 90s, I've uh, come ninth with that one <laughs> yet again. Uh, hey, plenty coming up in today's show. It's a real beauty today. And we'll sort of change the theme a little bit. We'll be talking to a former AFL player, Nick Graham, a little later yes. in the show. And there was a massive story in the second half out today. Massive story last weekend with the game called off. We'll get to the details of that later on with a serious neck slash back injury to a player and what the trainers did to safeguard their players. A pretty impressive story. We're talking to the club president there. And it'll just magnify where we're at at in the health system in this state right now. Yeah, I said that to you before we went on air, but we probably shouldn't make this about politics, but the health system, yeah, it's yeah. a worry. Uh, but a good story there. Our usual segments, nothing but net, and uh, a few others as well. So plenty to talk about, Brad. But next Saturday night, you're off to... Uh, oh. And haven't we got a big guest for next week's show oh, as well? Oh, well, they don't get any bigger than this. So make sure you get in on the app. Get your app working, get it set up, or listen to us on the dial next Saturday... We are going to be talking to, on this show, Peter Hudson and his son, Paul. Now, just a quick rundown. 727 goals, Peter, from 129 games. Yeah, that's the critical one. An average of 5.64 per game. So no one else has had a higher average per game? No, no, no. Now, four-time Coleman medal, two-time Hawthorne Best and Ferris, 1971 Premiership. He's an AFL Hall of Fame Legend status is in the Hawthorne and Tasmanian team of the century. Do they get any bigger than guests than that? I'll tell you how you can tell when they're big. Uh, Because I won't be next week, so you'll have to uh, pass this one on. But when I was a little boy, so I'm in that sort of vintage, as are you, we're of similar age. You had a choice when you were a kid for your first pair of footy boots. It was either a pair of Ron Barassi's or yes. a pair of Peter Hudson's. I went to Ron Barassi's because I, I had was Peter Hudson's. Boys. Yeah. yeah. I had a pair of Peter Hudson footy boots. You know you'd made it back in those days when those yes. footy boots named after you. Well, they've got a big function next Saturday night out at Stony Creek. Yep. And our great friend here at SEN Gippsland, Dan the Man Eddie, is the master of ceremonies and he's the author of a football genius, the Peter Hudson story. He spoke to Jared Waitley on SEN earlier in the year about the launch of that yep. book that we were both at. We the went MCG. to the launch and I actually acquired a copy of that book and have read it and I could urge people to get a hold of it and have a read. It's a really good yarn 
uh, Peter Hudson, the, one of the great full forwards, a football genius. And in the days before the media coverage made these people megastars, he was as big as it got in he terms was. of stardom back in the day. So the dinner starts at 6.30. You can call Mark LePage, who's the president out there at Stony Creek, for tickets on 0447 352208. And also, Dan, Eddie, Peter and Paul Hudson will be at the Hare and Tortoise Bookshop Yes, that name is correct. The Hare and Tortoise Bookshop next Saturday between 3 and 4 at 69 Commercial Street, Carramburra, to sign copies of the book and get yourself a photo with the three of them as well. So I did see a photo come up on socials this week of Dan sitting in a reading chair at the yes. tortoise. What's it called? The tortoise? Hare and the Tortoise. Hare and the Tortoise Bookshop. Uh, and You're looked, the hare and I'm the tortoise. Well, that could be it. It's, it's, and he was trumped up there with a book in his hand, a little table with all the books he's done. He's done some beauties too. Mm. For those who don't know, Dan, Eddie, uh, he's written a number of stories around Norm Smith medalists, the Carlton Premiership group of 81, oh, 82. and legends. Yeah, there's been, uh, I've actually had another one at home, really quite a thick one about uh, Dick Reynolds. Reynolds, the Essendon Which legend. is a great one. You don't even have to be an Essendon fan to read that. It was a really good yarn. So, Peter Crimmins one. Yeah, he's done, that was he, he's done some fantastic work, has Dan. Eddie, do you think he'll ever write a book about you? He's asked me about that, and uh, he was going to do it in crayon. I was going to say, I could colour it in and, in about uh, a week. <laughs> it was going to be about a three-page <laughs> book. Hey, so. uh, don't forget, you can give us a text here and tell us what you're doing. I assume you're on the way to the local footy somewhere in Gippsland this afternoon, or maybe you're already there or here at uh, Ellen Bank as we look at... Uh, I, can't quite make it out there. It is three-quarter time, the under-18s. Allen Bank, 10-4-64, leading Yarrigan, who have managed just the one goal. Send us a text and tell us what you're up to. It's 0426 307 289. I'll give you that number again. 0426 307 289. What else is going on, Brad? Uh, quick one. Next Wednesday out at Morwell, we've got the Gippsland under-18 representative footy. And it all gets underway about 10 a.m. now. Obviously, out here at SEN Gippsland on SEN Track, we call the Allen Bank game of the week each week, and we will be doing again, obviously, today. Yep. Now, the Allen Bank are represented in that. There's six uh, leagues. Pool A, Mid-Gippsland, Gippsland and North Gippsland. Pool B is Allen Bank, East Gippsland and West Gippsland. Allen Bank's round one game is at 10 a.m. next Wednesday out at Mall, and its round two game is at 12 noon. I'll be out there having a look at that, and we'll get some coverage. And today, a big game, Gippsland Power, take on the Sandringham Dragons at Mall at 1 o'clock, and the assistant coach of that Gippsland Power side, Alan Chandler, will be on this very show in a couple of weeks' time. Nice one, and still undefeated, Gippsland Still Power. undefeated, they are. Going yep. all right. The young boys, and it's a promising sign for footy in Gippsland going forward, no doubt about that. And just quickly on that under-18 side, the coach is Toby Wallace from Allenbank. The assistant coach is SEN's own, Cody Wilson from Nearham South. The oh, captain. yes, the skipper of the undefeated Nearham South. Yes, there's and Kenny Moore's there. the team manager. There's a pattern there, undefeatedness, Brad. That's true. And the captain of that side plays today in this game that we call... Bryce Joyce. Oh, see, I love the way he joins the dots everywhere we go. Send us a text and tell us what you're up to. 0426 307 289. And uh, tell us what you're up to on this beautiful Saturday morning. Now, we're going to take a break now. When we come back, it'll be our local sports upgrade update. And we'll get to speak to former AFL Carlton player who's playing locally, Nick Graham. So plenty to get along with here live from Ellen Bank Football and Netball Club this morning. Thanks to Harvey Norman Montaggi. This is Saturdays in Gippsland.
Harvey Norman Wonthaggy, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. Harvey Norman Wonthaggy, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. It is Saturdays in Gippsland, thanks to Harvey Norman Wonthaggy, Ian and Brad here until midday. Brad, it's uh, time now, thanks to Gippsland Power Equipment, your local steel specialist dealer. It's time for our local sports update. Uh, got some big games this weekend in all of Gippsland and all the leagues. Uh, none bigger uh, than in the Allenbank League here. Allenbank uh, sitting fourth, taking on Wong sitting fifth at... We are here today. We're going to call that big one on SEN. And I'll tell you what, Wiz, there's uh, some big outs for the Allen Bank side, I can tell you. So oh, this game... You're not letting the cat out of the bag yet, are you? Not just yet. I'll do that in the pre-game. So people have to tune in at 2 o'clock. But uh, there is some big outs. The other big game, of course, in this competition is Bullen Bullen at home, sitting third, taking on the top place undefeated near him south. So right now, I predict at the end of today... Nearham South will sit on top three games clear and second to six will be on 28 points. Fantastic. That is really good. And in the Gippsland League, because we know our next guest is playing in the Gippsland League at Warrigal. He's a TTU boy, Trailman Tires United originally. And one Thaggy sitting second, taking on the eighth-placed Warrigal that Nick Graham plays with. They've had some big scalps this year at Warrigal under Dean Alger last week. Pretty big one, Maui by a point, and they've had they're travelling along really nicely. The big game there today is one versus fourth, Lee and Gather taking on sale. But our very next guest, looking forward to having a chat to him about a few things, don't worry. All right, don't settle for second best. It's Gippsland Power Equipment, your local still specialist dealer. That was the local sports update just tidying up here a little bit quickly. We had a text come through uh, listening on the SEN app playing on the plane flying to the Gold Coast. Love off the bench. Cheers, Jason. Well, <laughs> hang on a second. What about Love Saturdays at Gippsland? Uh, Hutchie wrote that. No, I don't reckon. <laughs> if it's the Jason I reckon it is, then I just want to let him know that I'm glad I'll never tip the Hawks again after last night. Alright, it's uh, time to keep going here. You're listening to Saturdays at Gippsland. Thanks to Harvey Dorman. One thank you, local store for computer and electrical with free click and collect available now, it's time for our first guest. We've got him on the line now. This is former Carlton player, local boy, and back playing local footy now. Nick Graham. Nick, are you there? Yeah, I've got you, boys. How are you? G'day, pal. No, thanks so much for joining us. I realise it's a busy day for you. Where does this uh, Saturday morning find you, mate? Uh, I'm on the uh, I'm on the trek down to One Saggy, so I'm a, I'm a Melbourne boy, so I live up up in the city, so just on the way down to the game now. So he called me at a good time, got a oh. good time to get on the car. Nah, very good, mate. Well, thank you for giving us some of your time. Brad, you've got plenty of questions for Nick. Well, I grew up as a Carlton supporter, so uh, as a young boy, so I'm really looking forward to having a chat to Nick, and he's from the Tarelgan area, now playing at Warrigal. Now, we'll start off on your league career, uh, Nick. Now, you were pick 54 in the 2012 draft out of Gippy Power and previously TTU, and got picked up by Carlton, and... 2013 to 2018, 48-game career. Won the Morrish Medal in 2012 with the NAB under-18s at Gippie Power. Now, Nick, how was that first week going into Carlton when you were drafted? Because right then, they had a new coach, which just coincidentally was Mick Malthouse. 
Yeah, it's going back a bit of time now, to be honest, only 10 years ago, um, which time's gone pretty quick. But it's obviously pretty daunting, being a country boy and, and getting drafted on a Thursday night and then uh, being required in the club on a Monday. Everything moves re- reasonably quickly. Um, and also rolling into a club with the likes of Mick Mouldhouse, Chris Jard, Mark Murphy. It's pretty overwhelming, but they're pretty good at what they do. The, uh, the footy clubs, the AFL footy clubs these days, they make you feel pretty welcome, put you up with players, um, get you out to dinner with the majority of the team and, and make you feel really welcome. So although daunting, um, they do it really well, the footy clubs, they make you feel as welcome as can be. And it was, uh, there was some, as you said, there some big names at that club when you when you got there. No doubt about that. Chris Judd, they don't get too many, much bigger than that. But there was, a, it was, a, I wouldn't, turmoil's not the right word, Nick. But they'd gone through the Ratten period where he was really popular. They bring in Malthouse that had a, a, an incredible career pro- previous to that, and a lot of us uh, outsiders thought that mightn't have been the greatest thing for the Blues at the time. And your first uh, foray into Mick Malthouse was uh, quite a interesting one. Can you tell us about that? The your first spray you got from him after playing ten games. <laughs> I don't know which one uh, which one you're referring to. There was um, there was more than one, so I'd have to um, I'd have to dive through the uh, the book to, to relay the, the single one that I got because there were quite a few. But the obviously the decision uh, was was made before I got to the club around Mick. I think everyone now realises that probably it wasn't the greatest decision for obvious reasons and, and, and it obviously didn't work. Mixon obviously a fantastic coach and has the accolades behind him to um, to account for that but obviously just at that time it probably wasn't the right fit where Mick was at and where the club was at so um, obviously went through a bit of a, a restructure um, through my six years that I was there. I think I had three coaches in six years with Johnny Barker being the interim coach but obviously the Mick period wasn't uh, a period of time where Cult supporters or Cult players at the time um, would have looked back on too fondly, I wouldn't have thought. It was, it was, a, it was a tough period. Now, Nick, we've just come back in to the, uh, the, what they call the Medi-Sub uh, now, and it was back in, back in the day. It was the old green vest. You enjoyed that a fair bit in your first part of your career, didn't you? <laughs> I don't know if I enjoyed it. I was handed it a lot. I don't know if I enjoyed it too much. My, um, yeah, my, my, my intro in day five footy was, was pretty much being in a sub. I think it was my first eight, eight or 12 games or around the 10, my first 10 games anyway. I think I played an average about a quarter per game. So it was really difficult, especially um, coming up from a VFL level where um, you're playing really good footy and playing four quarters of footy. And then obviously myself and the way I play isn't really a speedy impact player. I like to grind opposition down just by obviously uh, work rate over four quarters. So it probably didn't suit my style, to be honest. I was just kind of thrown in there a lot. Um, given where uh, I sat on the list at that time, but yeah, it wasn't something I really enjoyed too much. A lot of difficult coming on, coming on with and only playing a quarter. But again, I was lucky enough to get out there and, and actually pull on an AFL jumper and play a few games. So I can't take that for granted. No, exactly right. And I'll tell you what, one of the AFL games that you did play that I thought was sensational the day you kicked your first goal against the Kangaroos. There were you. Received a nice little handball out from Cade Simpson, the legend, just after you poleaxed the big North Ruckman, who's still running around, and kicked a wonderful goal. Does that sit pretty well still in your memory, that goal? <laughs> it does, actually. It's probably one of my fondest memories, to be honest. And um, I get a few drinks under my belt on a Saturday night and pull it out sometimes, so I think all my mates are sick of seeing it. But um, it's, a, uh, it's a memory that sits, yeah, very, uh, very front of mind. So obviously your first AFL goals... Um, something to always treasure but I think that one sits, um, sits high on my radar just given 
um, the play that it was, and then being able to obviously finish from from pretty tough and good. Um, yeah, it was a nice first goal, I thought. I thought it was a ripper. Now, you moved on, obviously. You, you finished your, your career with the Blues after five years or six years. And now you you get back into the Gippsland League where Jed Lamb, your ex-teammate's playing. Is that how you got across to Warrigal? Yeah, it was, yeah. Jed reached out to me. I, thought, oh, I was actually thinking about um, giving up. and Well, not giving up, but retiring from, from local footy. I've, I've got a lot of stuff happening outside of um, outside of football at the moment. And obviously, that's taken a bit of a backseat just given my career and I'm expecting a young family which is fantastic so um, there's, there's a lot of stuff happening outside of, of footy for me uh, and I probably just didn't have the time or, or hunger to keep going and then Warrigal reached out and went down there and met the club and met met, uh, met Foods and met the president and it just really stood out to me that they just started success down there, they've got a fantastic program, a fantastic club but probably just lacked the leadership or top end talent um, and obviously I just really enjoyed my first interactions with them. So decided to pull on the boots again this year and, and, and I've treasured every moment down there. It's been a fantastic um, fantastic journey for me to head down there and I, I enjoy my time. Um, although the success probably hasn't been there this year as much as we wanted, we're playing a lot better footy than what we were playing last year, I, I, I've heard. So we've just got to get a little bit more consistent with the young players we have and, and we'll be able to string some games together and hopefully, um, hopefully knock off a few more sides towards the back end of the year. Yeah, I, I do like your, your your current form at Warrigal right now. I mean, you knock off Maui by a point last week. You come up against a second place, Juan Thaggy, this week, and you're, you're carrying a fair bit of form going in. Your form's been great, nine games, six times in the best for the club right now. So that leadership that you talk about, yourself and Jed Lamb, have you two taken on that real leadership and talked to these young blokes coming through? Yeah, for sure. And and to be honest, that's the way I play naturally anyway. And that's what I said to to Warrigal at the um at the start of the season before before we uh we decided to go down there. I, that's just the way I play anyway. I like to bring teammates and young kids along with long uh, on the journey with me. So I think obviously just me being in the midfield and Jed being um, up forward, we've got some experienced campaigners down back. Like sure, Matheson is having a fantastic year. Um, but Jed being up forward and then me being able to control the midfield with the young guys that do have. Um, I think it's made them improve. I think it's made us improve as a side. But again, I think we're just scratching the surface of what we can actually achieve. We've just got to get a little bit more consistent with our with our brand that we're playing. It's a great story, the Warrigal Football Club. And if you've just joined us, Nick Gray joining us here on Saturdays in Gippsland, former Carlton AFL player now running around with the Warrigal Football Club. Hey, time's got away from us, Nick, unfortunately. We do need to go to the newsroom for an update. Just wanted to say thanks for your time in the car this morning on your way down to Wonthaggy, and good luck down there against the power the uh, this afternoon. No, thanks, boys. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Good on you. Nick Graham there, former uh, AFL Carlton player, joining us here on Saturdays in Gippsland before his big game this afternoon. Warrigal versus Juan Thaggy should be a good one if you're in the area. Hey, if you're in the area, call in here at Ellen Bank as well. If you're on your way to the footy, send us a text 0426 307 289. What game are you going to? Whereabouts are you? Where does uh, this beautiful winter Saturday morning find you? in Gippsland. All right, thanks to Harvey Norman Wonthaggy, your local store for computers and electrical with free click and collect available right now. It's time for us to go to the newsroom and when we come back, it'll be our netball report and another big interview right through until midday. You're listening to Saturdays in Gippsland.
Harvey Norman 130, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. It is live here from Ellenbank Football and Netball Club. Saturdays in Gippsland with Brad Nee and through until midday. Thanks to Harvey Norman, one thaggy local store for computers and electrical. Brad, it's uh, round about this time every Saturday where we do our netball segment called Nothing But Net. <laughs> um, now, you did tell me during the week you actually called into HQ where all the oh, uh, gee, heavy hitters it. hang around. <laughs> and uh, you may be organising a stinger for the ah. netball segment there, which would be terrific because... Um, you do scare me with that noise that you make. Went and seen our wonderful producer, Sammy Watson, in at uh, SCN headquarters there in South Bank. He took me through the place, and Hutchie was coming back from lunch and walking into the lift and uh, didn't give me the time of day. No, I'm only joking. Well, that'd be f- fair. flew out the wave. And, he, he, go, but he, he said, get out of the way, janitor. <laughs> he did, too. He thought I was a cleaner. I I've been there twice, and I haven't got past reception. It's like Fort Knox, it so is. you've done well. But what a place. An unbelievable set. Loved it out there. Enjoyed it. So we will have a stinger for, for a few things. And uh, may I just say, before we get into the netball, how good was Nicky Graham? I, I'm a big fan. I thought he was a great player through the midfield. Yep. And uh, it was a shame he got dropped off but uh, off the list at Carlton. But ended up um, going over to Spotswood. We didn't have the time, but there was a lot more I wanted to talk to him. Yeah, yeah. Mick Malthouse... Predominantly, because he did. He was a little outspoken in the past in in terms of his relationship with the great man. He said he went there for the wrong reasons and had a big ego. I don't reckon anybody would dispute that. Not the ego, but he probably he he had a. I think he had a bit of uh, you know what on his liver after the Collingwood thing and wanted to coach again. So and that that is the wrong reason. Yeah, absolutely, it is. Absolutely, yeah. Hey, our girl. And the netball. Ah, oh, right. Net- oh, I, thought, I wonder whether you were going to get yeah. some time to talk yes. about netball. Our girl out at um, Nearham South, you know, mm. Kimberley Hilberg, 65. Just a lazy 65 last <laughs> week. Yeah. Christy Hilberg, nine. Which is, it's Christy Urie, but yeah, it's yeah. A Hilberg as yeah. well. She's married to the great Chris Urie. Wouldn't, that, wouldn't that be confusing? Chris Christy and Christy. And Chris and... Yeah, especially if you're MC of the wedding. Uh, speaking of Urie, it might be a big surprise this afternoon out here at this Allen Bank. Oh, don't confused. worry about that. Listen into right. the pregame at 2 o'clock, Okay, Miss. right. Well, right. I'll have to be. I'll be here. But these had another big win near them south in the netball A grade. 78 to 28 over Katani. They're just going along their merry way. The... Uh, do we call them the Cats here? We call them Yeah, the they're cats. the Cats. Of course yeah. they're the Cats. You're yeah. a Cats fan. You are. Uh, Traff. 66 over Poowong, 30 in the A grade. Alan Bank, who are here today, 58 over Nyora at 36. Longwari, 39, went down to Lang Lang. What a score. 94. Nearly got the ton. That's not done often, is it? In in Nepal, no, not not often, no. They weren't far off. Yeah. Uh, My daughter, I must just say, coaches. The Devon Meadows netball way great. Yep. They had uh, Lukey Hodge out there playing footy last footy, week. Footy, not netball, yeah. Yeah, and she yeah. said the crowd was absolutely amazing. It looked at it. Just some photos and some video of that. And uh, even, and he had a compound dislocation yes. of his... bone poking through the finger. She said he didn't get a kick just quietly. <laughs> yeah, well, so it looked like it too. But he, look, what a legend he was in his oh. time. He brings the crowds. That's what that's for. It's oh. really just a spark Have you seen the footy, ground? So. Have you ever been out there? They've got oh, a bar. A bar that sits out towards the boundary line with a landing, yeah, and it is, it is an atmosphere in itself. Yeah, right. Okay. It was a yeah big day out there. I, um, uh, who as we said, Katani near him south, and Bullen Bullen thirty two went down to Nilma Darnham fifty four. Now I know the footballers out there at Nilma Darnham are struggling this year, but gee, their netball side's going all right. Don't worry about that, Wiz. They're right up there, 
and they're a huge chance. They're sitting second to Nearham South. Yeah, they're going well. In the aren't they? A, a grade. So, so there's always a silver chance. lining on a dark cloud somewhere. And for the Bombers, that's it looks like it's their A grade netballers. That's right. And the girls out here at Allenbank are sitting fourth. So they take on Puong today, who are sitting in eighth position. So that big A grade game will be massive. And in the B grade, the girls out here, Allenbank, really good netball side, Allenbank. They're on top in B grade. Yep. And Puwong are down around about ninth. So, and then in the C grade, Nilma on top. Alan Banker sitting second again, and Puwong sitting second last. So, I don't think there's an Alan Bank side. In fact, I'm just looking. There's one outside the top five. That's not a bad effort. Yeah, they're going very well. It's an organised setup too. Just down here at the netball and Brilliant, football this afternoon, we're sitting under the cover here at the Alan Bank Football Club, looking at the ground, which probably uh, since we were here. Uh, a how long ago? Three weeks ago? Ooh, um, yeah. Looks like there's been a bit of rain since. It's oh, uh, good old-fashioned um, footy ground, the main traffic areas there. Pre- probably particularly where you imagine the players are training uh, during the week. I down was out here Thursday ground. night, Wiz, yep. and, and I'm glad you brought up that point. He had them training over near the scoreboard, which is the better part yeah, right. of the ground, and he was trying to keep off that off corridor. Yeah. And I was talking to Benny Rag uh, on Thursday night, and... He was a little bit concerned that the ground hasn't pulled up as well as he would have liked. No, true enough. It does look a little heavy, the conditions. It's probably a, uh, a heavy 10 at the moment here at uh, Ellen Bank. But plenty of people here looking forward to a big day. There's a queue at the canteen. People looking for their lunch. You can hear the car horns going in the background, the under-18s game in progress. And just to my right, I look across the netball courts there. And I think the C graders are uh, on the court. So a lot going on. And if you're in the area, you should pop in and take a look down here at the Alabama Football Club and watch us uh, and see if you can join in on Saturdays in Gippsland. Don't you love what they've done at Alabama Courts? The courts in their club colours? Yeah, very groovy. Love that. I don't see that that often. You, they're normally just the same colour. But so blue and gold netball courts. It's a real... And they've got their own pavilion to the uh, just offset there with a good setup. And I'll tell you what, there's as many people here watching the netball is what there is the footy. And if yep. you look over on that court right now, there's a lot of footballers just flicking the footy around from Puwong watching their C-graders play netball. I love that. I do. I love too. I think we covered it last time we were here. There's an area here where no cars can go. So little kids can run around and it's all really safe environment between the football ground and the netball courts and the pavilion. It's a great family it environment. Is. It is. And as I, as I just said, that uh, they've got a very, very strong netball program out here at Allenbank. They sure have. It's a good setup all together. We're going to just remind ourselves that they were beaten grand finalists in the last time we had a grand final, 2019. No, footy in 20, and then last season, 2021. In the 10 games that were played, they were unbeaten, the Alabang Football and Netball Club, and they're in it right up to their armpits again in season 2022. The Eagles, no doubt about that. Coming up to a break here, won't be far away. Before we do, again, tell us what you're doing on this Saturday morning. We've already had a couple of texts come through. Uh, where are you in Gippsland? What game are you going to? Or are you at the netball? Or are you sitting in by the fire and listening to us? It's a perfect day for winter sport here in Gippsland. Send us a text and let us know. It's 0426 307 289. Let's do it again. 04263072289. Flick us through a little note and tell us what well, you're up to. There's a quick text that's just come through, Wiz, and it comes from Steve. I don't know who Steve is, but 
He said, I'm at the ground and I just walked past. And he said, it's a good thing you two do radio and not television. Very, right. Thanks, Steve. That's yeah. lovely. No close-ups, that's <laughs> for sure. Not a stuntman for your close-ups. Hey, you're listening to Saturdays in Gippsland. Thanks to Harvey Norman One. Thank you. Back with another big interview. Uh, I'm looking forward to this one mm. uh, right after this very short break. Harvey Norman Wonthag, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. Harvey Norman Wonthag, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. Saturdays in Gippsland, indeed, Brad Neam with you through until midday. Now, Brad, there was a big story coming out of last weekend's round of football in the eastern part of the state, uh, and it was a bit of a, uh, a bit of a scary one there. Albos Snowy Rivers Football Club had their game called off, I think, around about quarter time. Uh, there was a serious injury to a player, and what took next is took place next is pretty remarkable. I won't sort of spoil the story, but joining us on the line is the president of the All Boss Snowy Rivers, uh, Rovers Footy Club, Royston Nettleton. Roy, are you there, mate? Yeah, I'm here. G'day, pal. Uh, thanks so much for your time uh, this morning. Uh, I've told part of the story here. Uh, there was uh, an injury to one of your players and everything went a little bit uh, strange. What happened next, mate? Oh, well, we had to uh, call for ambulance because it was uh, back injury. And um, you can see the ambulance station from the actual footy ground at Lakes Entrance. Yeah. And they just, a uh, bit of a delay in the response time, about 45 minutes before uh, anybody turned up. So, yeah, that was not real good, but that's the way it is. No, it- and um, am I right in believing this? I find this absolutely remarkable. So a couple of your trainers are um, uh, off-duty paramedics. Um, and... We got one one of our um, one of our members is an ACO, like an ambulance driver. And yep. um, there was a couple of off-duty paramedics playing netball for Lakes Entrance. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. So they let themselves into the ambulance station after hours grabbed the keys and drove the ambulance round to the ground. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm led to believe they went and um, logged on, uh, put some uniform on and um, got got the ambulance and um, come and retrieved the, our player. Uh, remarkable story, that one indeed. So, uh, now, first and foremost, uh, the, the young player, and I haven't got his name there, Brad, unless you've got it. Yeah, Jesse, I don't know how to pronounce the surname. Is it Pescott or Pesco, Jesse? Yeah, Jesse Pescott. Scott, yep. Now, Jesse's okay? Yeah, Jesse's okay. He was discharged from hospital on the Saturday night. Uh, he's just got some bruising on the spine, so, um, you know, it's all ended pretty well, um, although yeah. he's not playing this week, obviously, so, yeah. Understandably, yeah. And it, and it happened through, a, he went for a mark and landed awkwardly on top of another player, is that right? Yeah, he, um, well, he got up a decent height and he come down sort of across... Um, his opposition player, and he sort of head head and shoulders went on one side, and his back, uh, his backside, and his legs sort of went on other, and just sort of, you know, bent down over the player, and uh, just didn't move once he uh, hit the ground, sort of thing. Yeah, he must have been petrified, the poor fella. Oh, he was, yeah, you'd always think the pain, worst under those circumstances. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, oh, well, first off, he said he had a bit of tingling and sort of things in his feet. And, um, yeah. You know, you always, yeah, when it's uh, neck and back injuries, you're yeah, a bit worried about it, but um, that's the way it is, and we just held him there until we uh, could move him. Yeah, it's it's not a, a it's not a great, oh, that's not the word, it's it's an absolutely tragical position, tragic position to be in as someone watching that game. Last year I was calling Ballarat football, and there was a, a guy out at um, Melton, Dyson Stevens, that ended up paraplegic. And that was being live-streamed or filmed. Yeah. And you've seen it happen. It was quite innocuous how it happened. And then uh, they had to cut that part out. And then it was only, ironically, during the week, 10 years to the day that Phillip Island senior coach Bo Vernon had a similar incident yeah. and is now in a wheelchair. So my question to you, Royston... I was be- wondering if you are going to get to that at any point. Being there and watching <laughs> it, what was the feeling like? It would have been... I, I cannot imagine what that feeling was like. Yeah, it's... Um, oh, well, it's not, it's not real good. Um, you just go and make sure he's sort of all right for a start. Um, uh, we went out onto the ground and... Uh, you know, checked him out with our trainers and the Lakes Entrance trainers, and uh, he was all right within himself. But you never know what's happening on the inside, so you just got to yeah. hang there and yeah. wait until you know, do the, try and do the proper procedures and um, see how it ends up. And luckily, it's ended up in the right way. And Royce, and the game was called off just after quarter time. Am I right? Uh, no, it's a 22-minute mark in the first quarter. Oh wow! Okay, so I mean, that sends a message to everybody that. There, that hang on, this is pretty serious. So they were putting some, some pretty solemn faces going around the place. You'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. Especially he's got a young family, and um, yeah, you know, it's always hard, hard on partners and parents and uh, all that sort of thing. Um, so you know, his partner come out to him, and um, mm. you know, that's you know, just be there and support him as best you can, and. All you can do, um, mate, isn't it? So, yeah, uh, mate, yeah. I, 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 this is the reason I was so interested in this story. Not because, I mean, that's serious and it's turned out okay, which is which is great for the young bloke. But the trainers. I mean, I, when you recruit people to your footy club and, and in that community as well, I mean, it's a, it's a small community, you get these people there and it turns out, I mean, you, you always want people to go the extra mile for you. But to go back to the ambulance station... Get in, check in, put their uniforms on and drive the ambulance around the corner to the ground to get this bloke organised because you've got sick of waiting for it. I, I find that remarkable. What a what a great effort by them. Yeah, look, that's, um, you know, we're, small communities are disadvantaged in some things, but we have a lot of advantages at the same time. And been living in, you know, these small communities within country Victoria, it's... Um, People chip in and help each other, and uh, that's certainly what these girls did. They actually played for the opposition club, and but uh, still went above and beyond, and um, and worked in, a, in in conjunction with the other paramedic that was there, and um, that was in a micro vehicle, and um, yeah, just helped us all out and got the lad to, you know, got him off the ground and got some got him comfortable, and uh, eventually got him to hospital. Can I ask Royston what uh, young Jesse does for employment? Uh, I think he's a, a brick, Bricky's labourer, I think. This yeah. is the thing that always scares me. Um, you know, it's players give up a lot. 
they, they take risks. Mm. And uh, I don't know how long this young fella's going to be off work, but we'd love to keep in contact over this over yeah, this story, absolutely. Royston. And if there's anything that we can do to help in, in some small way of raising money or whatever, we'd be really keen. Um, yeah. Yeah, that that is true, and uh, credit to your whole team out there, Royce. And time's got away from us, mate. I'd really thank you for making yourself available. Club presidents on Saturdays are uh, difficult people to reach, so thanks for taking our call this morning. And if you wouldn't mind passing on to the young bloke, just our regards and all of our listeners here at SEN as well. And I hope he's on the mend very, very soon. Thanks a lot. And a special shout-out to the trainers there as well. That's Royston Nettleton, the president of the Orbos Snowy Rovers Football Club in what could have been a tragic set of circumstances last week, but circumvented in some ways by the trainers who went above and beyond, uh, did a remarkable job. Brad, you're looking at a little promotion for the uh, local club here uh, as we come into uh, midday? Yeah, just before we go, um, the Fragile X Awareness Round is July 23 this year, and the Allenbank Club is supporting a local three-year-old named Calvin. Now, Cal was diagnosed with Fragile X in 2019. The opportunity is presented, and he will be involved in the Napa Centre, which is internationally famous paediatric paediatric therapy, a three-week intensive program. Money raised this year will provide Cal and his beloved parents accommodation near the Napa program in Melbourne to ensure Cal gets the best experience possible. And the remaining funds will go directly to the valued partnership with Fragile X Association Australia to help others. There's big prize packs over the day. Uh, make sure on July 23 out here at Allenbank, get out here. It's the big game against Bullen Bullen. And we will be here calling that game. And, and I, I'm looking at these prize packs. Unbelievable. Because I do the vacuum in at home. And pack one is the LG stick vacuum. But uh, don't worry about that. You can stick that. It's the 50-inch television that I want. Ah. <laughs> Very good. A 50-inch TV. I knew you'd be up for something. So you'll be uh, in there up to your elbows. No doubt about that, Brad Sinclair. Hey, times almost got away from us. Stick around this afternoon for our big match of the day. It'll be Ellenbank playing host to the Puong Football Club. And it should be an absolute beauty. Thanks to all of our sponsors today. Harvey Norman Wanthaggy and to you, Brad Sinclair. We'll talk to you at 2 o'clock. Look forward to it, Wiz. Okay, bye for now.